Nice 95.5 KBK. It is 7.43, and I'll tell you what, this I'm going to highlight it. The third Tuesday of each month, barring some unusual thing that doesn't, you know, would come up, Ken Gagner and I chat. And Ken, of course, is the superintendent of Bram Schools. I always enjoy Ken coming in, and his bright, beautiful face is in with me this morning. Welcome, Ken. Well, good morning. Let's get you on the right microphone. Try that again. One more. How about there good morning? Go. It's, there's only two choices, Ken. A 50-50 <laughs> chance I'm going to bring up the right mic, and I messed that up. So You know, and I think people have their, I think they have it marked on their calendars. You personally. think so? There's like a little gold star on the <laughs> third Tuesday of each month, and they, they stop everything uh, they're doing to listen to that superintendent from Bram. Absolutely. So. Well, and I will say, though, if you are in a situation where it's like, oh, i got to go into work right now, I can't listen to it, go to kbek.com. And you'll see the word community. You click on that and then podcast. And Ken and my interview, along with all my interviews, are uploaded there. And you can go once it's, it'll be after 9 o'clock this morning, but I'll get it uploaded. Then you can go listen anytime you want to. Go check out that spot. It is. Technology has made you know so many things so much more convenient. There, there's really no reason to, uh, you know, you can go back, like you said, on the podcasts and uh, with the is it, is, is it called DVR? What do we have on our TVs? I so seldom forget, oh but I've got a goodness. few shows like all the Gopher yes. football games yep. that it automatically tapes, and, and you can do so many of those things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I encourage you, uh, don't ever miss an interview with Ken. Just check it out at your convenience again, kbk.com under the community tab. With that said, Ken, I know you had your recent school board meeting. Tell us some of the highlights from that. We did. Always, uh, always exciting. Um, and again, I just encourage the public uh, to, to come on in. Um, you know, you can you can listen for a little bit and, and leave anytime you want. But uh, we're always th- or typically, uh, unless it's a holiday, the third Monday of the month starts at six o'clock. Uh, last night we had our our contractors in um, talking a little bit about our upcoming projects. Um, I, feels like forever because we've talked about it so much, or I've talked about it. But, uh, in Bram, we passed a, a bond that authorizes just under $11 million in spending. And uh, we're getting those those projects ready to roll. So uh, next summer when you're around the, the school, you're going to see a lot of work going on. But it's it's been a little bit of a challenge, of course, with the supply chain issues and so on. So We've had to move a few things around, but we got an update. Um, we were able to order all the equipment, so they're doing things a little bit different. We ordered the equipment uh, without actually putting out the bids for the contractors. And okay. Typically, you do that. T- you get a contractor, and the contractor goes out and gets the equipment, but with the lead times on things, it's taking a little bit. So we did a little update there. Um, uh, solar, uh, you and I have talked a little bit about uh Solar for Schools grant uh, that the legislature freed up some funds. And uh, that's been quite a process because I kind of thought they would be on the roof uh, by now. But uh, the state finally uh, is done with the process now and ready to actually issue the checks. So uh, the board did accept that. Uh, Bram received just under $200,000. Our total cost is about $238,000. Uh, thousand, so we'll take a little bit of out of pocket, but we'll figure about a three to four year payback. Uh, and they do have uh, expected 40 year lifespan, and they're guaranteed for 25 years with the solar panels. So then the kids will be able to see the actual energy input uh, into our system and so on. 
That's a really cool thing. They get to see that firsthand. And like you say, the payoff will be in the long run. You pay up front, like so many things in life, Mm -hmm. and you're looking at the big picture and long term. And that really is a big part of what you have to do to be fiscally responsible. I don't care what situation you're in. In this case, it's with the school system. Yeah. Then the other, uh, we did get our audit. Uh, So schools typically have their audits, um, you know, done in in the fall. And this is for last school year. And so we received our preliminary audit. uh, And uh, from a financial standpoint, things are looking good for the district. The auditors will actually be here next month. Uh, But um, overall, the books uh, look very good. Our enrollment was up slightly uh, last year uh, and up. I would say significantly. Uh, Our enrollment right now is as high as it's been since I've been here, and this is year eight. Cool. So we talked a little bit about the audit. Uh, Otherwise, a fairly uh, routine meeting and, um, uh, you know, elections coming up. Uh, Speaking of the school board, um, in BRAM, we have three positions uh, that are open, and we have six candidates running. Okay. So there's actually, across the state, quite a bit of interest. There are some districts that have... Uh, really large numbers of candidates running. So um, as, as much discourse you know, as there seems to be politically, uh, you know, maybe one of the benefits of that is there is a little bit more interest in, in serving. Sure. And um, certainly, you know, school boards, that's kind of what I consider a volunteer service. So, you know, they're given their time. And, um, you know, in Bram, we're going to have quite, quite a change. Steve Eklund, and a lot of people will recognize that name, uh, has been on the board for 33 years. Wow. 33 years. That's incredible. And he's been our board chair for 18 years. So uh, we were going through kind of the number of superintendents he's served with and so on. And and Steve uh, chose not to run. Uh, he's got several grandkids that are uh, I hear getting to the, <laughs> the age where they're participating in, in a lot of activities. And, and he wants to be there for all that. Yeah. And, yeah. and so credit him. So it's kind of you know, we're, um, what is this, October, so just two more months that, that Steve will be leading the board. And so started to kind of have those discussions as well on who's going to be the, the new members, and uh, eventually then we'll be working with a new chair. So Okay, so November 8th, of course, is the election, mm-hmm. just to remind everybody. Um, let's talk a little bit about the new concept, Flight 707. It has to do with scheduling, you said, Ken. Yeah, so um, we've we've done some preliminary work on um, basically we want to, you know, every school in Minnesota, if you ask, you know, what's, what's one of your top goals is, is obviously to improve academic uh, performance. You know, we want to be stronger academically. You and I were talking a little bit earlier, you know, the ACT scores came mm-hmm. out and, you know, as a nation, they're, they're down. Uh, in Minnesota, of course, a lot of kids take the uh, ACT or the SAT. They also take the MCAs, the Minnesota Comprehensive Assessments. Those scores are down, but um, so, so we're, we're always looking for ideas. How can we get better? So if you look at, you know, I always kind of go back to the business world or to the coaching world. Um, typically, you know, you'll bring your group of people together at the beginning of the week and you'll talk about having a plan for the week. You know, what are we going to do is make sure we're going to be successful. Uh, you know, in the education world where you see it all the time are coaches, you know, our, our football program right now is five and two. Uh, they play again Wednesday night. Well, he brings his coaches together every Sunday evening. They look at film from the last game, and they put a plan together for this week. 
uh, our theater department. I was just walked down there a, a week or so ago, and there were all the directors, uh, and they were talking, and I said, what are you guys doing? They said, well, we always meet, and we make sure all of us are on the same page, right? Sure. And I think uh, one of our board members, she said, yep, our, you know, our entire team comes together every Monday morning. Um, you know, we talk about our plan and make sure, you know, we have a common purpose and, and we know what we're doing. And so, you know, we want to s- obviously be doing that in the education world as well. So what we're considering is on Mondays, school would start one hour late. So right now in Bram, our school day starts at eight. Uh, we would next year on Mondays start at nine. So for the older kids, we don't believe it's a huge deal. Uh, in fact, one of the parents said, oh, my kids are going to love it because they can sleep in on Monday morning. Right. You know, one sure. more hour. Yeah. And, and the research on, you know, that's been another big move in education is to have our older students start later because of their need for sleep. And so a lot of districts, especially in the metro, are having their older kids start fairly later. You know, and they'll run, you know, they have enough buses where their younger kids are getting picked up earlier and that those school days are starting earlier and then the older kids are getting picked up later and starting later. So we know that's, and granted, it's only one day a week and that's not why we're doing it, but it's kind of like a little benefit on the side. Um, we do know there would be some challenges with people who need to go to work, um, you know, at, at the regular time. So we have um, a child care program. This is for school age kids, for our elementary kids. And we have that now where, you know, parents can drop their kids off at 630 in the morning. Um, so that'll be open uh, to take care of that. And, and the last hour will be free. So we want to account for that. But what we want to do then is we want to have our teachers uh, meeting every Monday morning to start the week and making sure we have a clear plan in place. And we've been able to, um, to, to work this out where there would be no loss of instruction. Because right away, I taught for 24 years. I'm like, well, if school's late every Monday and there's 31 Mondays. Yeah, how does that work? That's right? 31 hours Absolutely. of instruction we're losing. But we actually won't lose any instruction. And the, re- the way we're getting through that is, in the past, we've had two days of teacher development time during the school year. So this will not extend the school year. But those were two days your kids didn't go to school. Well, now they're going to go to school those two days. So again, the school year itself will not be any longer. Um, The kids will go to school uh, in Bram now 172 days versus 170 days. So we pick up several hours there. And then we simply modified our schedule. So on Mondays, um, passing time, if you remember being in the high school, you just four minutes to get from class to class. <laughs> well, on Mondays, uh, it would be three minutes. And then lunch, um, you know, by some of this is contractual, but people need a 30-minute duty-free lunch, right? Mm-hmm. And most businesses, that's, that's what you get. Well, our kids have actually had a little longer than that, but we're going to shorten the lunch up a little bit. And so through those two um, little actions, and class times I'll act, oh, and then we have what's called an advisory. Um, this is a 17 minutes at the start of the day. Kids go to like a homeroom, get announcements. Uh, they might do grade checks, some other things. It's not actual instruction though. And we're going to, on Mondays, eliminate that advisory. So we can actually catch all the time up. Uh, it is a change, but we feel there's nothing more important than getting your key people, your teachers, sit them down on Mondays. And, and the reason it's flight 707 is teachers would be there at 7, 707 a.m. 
So from 7.07 a.m. to 8.45, and that's when they go back to their classrooms. We're going to have them working together to make sure we have clear plans on instruction. Here's how the kids are doing. You know, if they're not doing well, here's what we're going to do. And that predictable schedule, putting people together every single week to make sure we have clear plans in place. You know, sure. and that's, we just feel that's how you run a good business. So when when would something like that? I mean, that has to go through something. I would yep. imagine. Yep. So we've done. Uh, we did a survey, and if any parents are listening out there, that was sent out last week, and I'll send a reminder. So we're we're surveying our parents because uh, they're the ones, obviously, who are going to be most impacted. No one else. Sure. You're not going to notice anything. Right. Uh, really. Right. For the most part. Yeah. Um, so we're asking our parents. We've asked our staff. We have uh, three meetings next week where the public can come. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, they can come listen more. And then the board will make a decision in January. Okay. Uh, and then this would, again, not start until next school year. So. Okay. Uh, we don't know if we're going to do it or not. Uh, there's there are some issues, mm-hmm. um, just little things that you might not normally think of, but we're working through it. And, again, we want to do something different to increase academic performance. And sure. we know it all starts... Uh, with the classroom teacher, there's no one more important than the classroom teacher, and they simply need time uh, to, to, to get a clear plan in place to talk to their colleagues to make sure everybody's on the same page, and they need, need to do that, in my mind, every single week. Sure. We, we need to make it better for teachers. Right now, you know, we're in a crisis with the teachers, a crisis. We cannot find enough teachers. Right, so you need to do um, something there. We got to do something to make their job more manageable. Sure. And we feel this is a step in that direction. Sounds good. And can we have just like a minute left here? And I know that you've got a big Halloween thing coming up. It's always fun there in Bram. We do a community celebration. This is free. Uh, for years, it was run by the school. Um, now, France and Bank and Trust, and my hat's off to those guys for organizing it. But Halloween night, uh, which is Monday, uh, the 30, is it first, right? Yeah, 30, <laughs> Halloween's right on Monday. Yep, yep the 31st. Monday night uh, yep. from 5 to 7 in the high school parking lot. Uh, we have trunk or treat. You know, with COVID, they moved, used to be an indoor activity. Now sure. they moved it out. But pull into the parking lot, have your kids do the little circle. Uh, there's, you know, 25 stations where they can get all their candy. People are dressed up. Uh, and again, all volunteer efforts led by France and Bank and Trust. And so we're we're grateful for the time and effort they spend to get all the candy and organize this. Okay, perfect. Ken, it's always a pleasure to have you come on in, and we'll look forward to, I can't believe it, but that third weekend, or the third Tuesday now in November, that'll be the week of Thanksgiving. I know. Can I can't you, believe it, that. Shh. I know. <laughs> the time just goes way too quick. But thanks for all you're doing, and I know you'll keep us up to date on some of these things that are kind of in flux right now. Yeah, perfect. we're excited. Thanks. All right, have a great a great Halloween. All yes. Right. <laughs> and we want to thank our sponsor, of course, that's Brium Hardware.